Business. My name is Bobby Conway. I'm here with Warren Smith. Good to be with you, Warren. Great, Bobby. It's good to be with you, too. Hey, a lot of talk about this buzzword of worldview. What exactly do we mean by a Christian worldview? Well, a Christian worldview, the best definition I've ever heard of, it actually came to me from Joel Bells, who was the founder of World Magazine. He says that a Christian worldview is having a God's eye view of the world. You know, we've heard of a bird's eye view of things, but if we could have a God's eye view, that is even a more all-encompassing view of the world. That's seeing the world the way God sees it. And I think the way we develop a Christian worldview or to have a God's eye view of the world is to really look at the way God reveals himself to us and the way God wants us to look at the world. Obviously, Scripture is an important part of God's revelation uh, to us. I mean, you know, God gave us this fantastic book, the Bible. It's His Word. It is His interpretation of you, if you will, of what the world is all about. But it's not just Scripture. I mean, the person of Jesus Christ is um, also another important revelation. The theological terms, we call that the incarnation. Right. And, you know, the, so the incarnation really means that um, that the scripture, and, or rather that, that Christianity is is a historical faith. It is not just an idea. The resurrection, for example, is not just an idea. It's a historical fact. In fact, Paul said that if the resurrection were not true, we are the most miserable of people. So another way we develop a, a Christian worldview, in addition to scripture, in addition to uh, studying Jesus and studying his life, the incarnation, is to look out at the world, to study history, to study study logic. The Bible says that the heavens proclaim the glory of God. We learn a lot about the character of God as a creator by studying his creation and seeing what the true nature of that creation is all about. So those are three key ways that we develop a Christian worldview. And I think a fourth way, the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, ask for it and God will give it to us freely. So I think prayer is an important fourth way. Ask God to give us wisdom, uh, to help us develop that Christian worldview. And a good well, God bless you and welcome to Prophetic Whispers. And again, we're going to be, I mean, we are entering into, again, some very, very um, interesting times in our nation um, as a church. Uh, many are very, very divided, but we want, we as Christians, okay, and I'm speaking as Christians, we that are Christians need to uh, have a Bible worldview, a biblical worldview. And the reason I didn't say Christian worldview is because um, there's so many uh, ways in which Christian now live that are apart from the Bible, that are not supported by the Bible, that don't have biblical and scriptural um, scriptural um, um, back backing, and uh, those and, and there's a lot of actions within Christianity that are endorsed by the culture and they're accepted. And I, we're going to get into all those as we get into this next week. All next week, um, I pray, as we develop this um, this Bible worldview or this biblical worldview, and as my brother on, this, um, on the intro eloquently, 
eloquently put it that we have to have a God's eye view. The canopy of perspective must be biblical. It must come from God's word. I was reading a post um, on Facebook from a doctor from Fuller and a young guy, uh, younger than me anyway, and um, he was saying uh, he's up all night regarding immigration and and you know there's some people look you know what and uh, look you can be a doctor in theology um, and it doesn't matter if you study the wrong things if you study it from the wrong perspectives if you study it from the wrong place you know especially if you're a liberal uh, a liberal um, uh, theologian meaning that you have liberated yourself from certain biblical truths you know when you've endorsed when you've endorsed the mercy only the mercy only um, Perspectives that if if anything in God's word is is oppressive, then it has to be wrong. Okay, if, if they don't like it, if the culture, if it looks mean, if it looks you know tough, if it's if it's a hard saying of Jesus, they back away from it and they start looking for a immigration. We're going to get into immigration because he says well, I can't believe it keeps me up at night. Well, stay up at night, brother. Read your Bible. There's rules and laws. It's not illegal immigration that that um, that is is um, it's not legal immigration that is hurting you. It's the illegal immigration. And again, we'll get into immigration later because we have to understand what is the Bible requiring of us. Okay, what is the Bible requiring of us as Christians? As Christians, what is our biblical worldview? I don't care about Christianity in the sense of how how people have interpreted and walked it out okay because again you can look at hillsong you can look at you can look at hillsong you can look at uh that's just one of the liberal play um liberal uh, movements that have gone from very sound strong theological um assemblies of god conservative um you know when i mean conservative i don't mean tight enough and square what i mean is they are conserving the bible they are conserving the scriptures okay that the scriptures are number one okay if you look at what hillsong has done they have progressive they have become progressive they progressed away they have liberalized themselves they liberate themselves away from core values of biblical interpretation of the bible okay and um, their theology is very liberal it's very cultural whatever the culture expresses then we have to adjust and we have to um and we have to uh, uh, make accommodations for T.D. Jakes is another one that has absolutely no problem with adjusting theology to accommodate the culture. These are liberal. These are liberal theologians. Those that would um, that want mercy without law are those are liberal. Those are how can how can you not feed the poor? You know how can you, you okay listen and they look the teachings of Jesus to feed the poor. Well, Jesus didn't tax people to feed the poor. Jesus created miracles when we have more miracles when we have more miracles to feed people and help people which is the responsibility of the church i wholeheartedly believe that we should be helping the the, the poor should be helped from the church not from the government taxing people that those are different issues those are different issues and they like to just throw it in with how mean and how oh it's oppressive and it's a cut it out Let's get a biblical worldview. Let's get a biblical worldview. And not this mamby-pamby Christianese, oh, but it doesn't look well. Oh, oh, you know, I don't like how our president speaks. He's so mean on Twitter. You know, look what he's done. Look what he's done. Because this reestablishes the biblical worldview. What is right in the eyes of God? Okay. 
Again, we are looking at establishing a Bible worldview. So if you so if you are weak of heart, if you just can't can't you know get yourself to 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 stick stick to the word of God, you know, because you you see something uh, happening and you say that has to be wrong. No, maybe it's right. Maybe it's judgment. Maybe it's actually biblical fulfillment. Maybe it's actually um, the right thing to do opposed to the right thing to feel. You know, again, this moral thing that we have funneling through the church, it's all based on feelings and how they think. It has no Bible uh, worldview. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be establishing a Bible worldview. And how how did we get to this place? So we're going to be looking at, at this idea of God bless America or a godless America. Okay. We're going to be dealing with these issues because again, um, we are living in precarious times. We got a very um, um, important election coming in. I know it's definitely the most um, important one of my lifetime because uh, so many of our uh, Judeo-Christian values are on the line and we're going to be discussing those as we move, move along. So again, we're going to be looking at what is what is a godless America and what is God bless America. Okay, Jesus told Doubting Thomas in the Bible, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Our challenge is to reach those who have not seen and help them discover the living God. Remember your life is only is the only Bible that many people will ever read. So having a biblical having a biblical perspective means and living it out correctly gives gives the world a picture of who God is as they read him and a discovery, okay, and a discovery of who God is. Okay? Now Jesus told us that we are the salt of the earth preserving from decay from decay that means that we have a purpose we're here we should be salty and the light of the world shedding light on darkness not being afraid to stand up to the the corruption that's within this world scripture further tells us when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice when the wicked rule the people groan that's proverbs 29 so when you start and I start looking at at putting righteousness back in authority, guiding a nation, guiding a city. Listen, I live in Los Angeles, and 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 part of what I do, I drive through the city, and I see so much injustice. I see. Listen, we 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 have over close to thirteen percent tax, okay, and our taxes. That means thirteen cents out of every dollar, okay. If you look at our gas tax, if you and you say, where is all this money going, okay? Where is all this money going? Um, and, and 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 you see all this injustice, you see all this poverty, you see all this. Well, again, we have to start putting righteous people in authority so the people will rejoice and we will thrive as a nation. Okay, now this is what God says. This is the Bible. This is the Bible perspective. Okay, this is not in, this is not consulting your your feelings. This is not consulting your emotions. This is not this is not listening to commentators on CNN, MSNBC, and all the other all the other liberal outlets that want to make you feel bad for doing well um, um, and tell you that um, there is no God. That, that, Forget them. If, unplug from that. That that's garbage. Okay, we're going to talk about the media in another session, but. 
developing a, a biblical worldview means that you are coming to God and you're looking through through the lenses of Scripture. Okay, You're putting God glasses on and looking at everything and what He says. Okay, So this is important. We are the light of the earth, light of the Light of the world, we are we are the salt, okay, and we are the Bible that the people are reading, okay. In if Christian, if Christians such as Dr. Martin Luther King, Chuck Colson, William um, Wilberforce, Mar Mother Teresa, George Washington, Abe Lincoln, um, George uh, Washington Carver, and scores of others had backed up the Christian witness in the face of atheistic opposition and advocated praying and participating in ch in changing the culture for good can you imagine the state of the world <laughs> do you understand the power of that example if these great voices george washington abe lincoln george washington carver and many many others throughout our generation if they would not have stood up for biblical truth what what condition would the world be in right now yet today there are individuals who advocate advocate people of faith to stay out of public affairs you know we got this um we have this um uh this supreme court justice coming up right now and and justice barrett is up there and um our one of our senators from california uh, uh um feinstein she told her your dogma your catholic dogma or your biblical dogma lives too strong in you meaning that the the biblical principles okay the biblical principles that that are inside of you that you live out your purity your holiness you believe in in um again they're really afraid of um uh of the Roe versus Wade being turned over by this this righteous judge about sanctity of life and all these <laughs> she's oh it lives too strong in you why because she's lived a life that exuded biblical truth amen this is a very powerful moment in our nation and we need to have a biblical view not an emotional one not not a not a sentiment one but one based on truth so you got to stand up. We have a president that is standing up. Again, he's standing up against these evils. They also believe passionately that God should be removed from the public square and men and the mention of him should be consigned to inside the church building or a synagogue. And we know and we know that even that's under attack right now. We know that they don't want us preaching in the in the civic square. They they want us removed from from all uh, public forums. We find we find censorship on Facebook. We find censorship on YouTube. We find go ahead speak speak about uh, abortion. Speak about uh, George Soros illegal immigration speak about the corruption of certain of their of, uh, uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton speak about the ills and the and the corruption about the Bidens you know speak about those things and you are immediately censored as called harmful your reach your reach as far as your message getting out through certain platforms YouTube Facebook um, you can go down. You can go down the list. Twitter. They'll all censor you, and they will silence you. Why? Because they don't want your conservative, biblical, Bible views going out. There should be no corruption in government. There should be none. Zero. Zilch. Okay. And um, we should be thriving as our nation, as we were uh, before this pandemic that was unleashed on our nation. 
through China and then calling China out. You get censored for that. When you begin to identify your enemies, when you begin to fix the problems, and, and even our economies shooting right back up. So again, keep us in prayer. Keep the nation in prayer. Keep our leadership in prayer. It's not it's not whether you like Trump or not, whether it's not his policies or not. It is whether good or evil will prevail. Will we be a nation under God, under biblical principles? And this is under attack. Um, you can Google this or you can YouTube this where, where you have many preachers. You have uh, uh, Andy Stanley that doesn't believe the scriptures are are, are the reason for faith. He doesn't believe, um, he doesn't, he, which again, uh, which is script uh, Jesus having a relationship with Jesus with no scriptures no boundaries which opens which opens you up to all the cultural um, influx of their behaviors okay again it's making the church tolerant I remember I remember back when I was growing up um, and I was a young man uh, I'm 58 now and I remember in the 80s in the 90s where tolerance was that you you were tolerant of people's ideas people able to have different ideas but now we are in now we're in 2020 tolerance doesn't mean exchange of ideas or the acceptance of different thoughts and different perspectives um, uh, tolerance means I have to accept your behavior. I have to adapt your behavior into my belief systems. Okay, that's just like looking at a, at at, um, at at the sky and saying the sky is blue, and, and somebody comes out and said no, it's red, and and all of a sudden I have to sit there and say yeah, you're right, it's red. No, no, that's the tolerance they're talking about, the exchanging of truth, the abolishing of truths. Okay, which makes a narrative even more powerful because everybody can believe what they want to believe instead of what we all know to be true. That's the power of a biblical worldview, that God's eyesight is overseeing everything and we put on his glasses so that we can see things the way God sees things. Okay, they again, they want the voice of God. They want God taken completely out of everything. And why is that important to their beliefs? Okay, why is that important to their beliefs. Well, it's important because if you remove God, there's no moral compasses. Okay? There's no moral compasses. They can do whatever they want. And that is biblically unacceptable. Authentic uh, authentic and courageous Christians respectfully disagree. See, we disagree with that totally. We believe that engaging people in the marketplace and in the political process to protect unborn babies, uphold the sanctity of marriage, speak up for social injustice, and help persuade people to discover a new life in Christ is our privilege and our sacred responsibility. In, in a civil and winsome way, we want to persuade individuals that there is a better path than secularism. We're going to get into that. Plus, it is God. It is God, not us, who declares. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. And we're going to be talking about some fools. That's Psalms, that's Psalms 14, 1. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. In the beginning, okay, in the beginning, God, Genesis 1. This is very powerful, okay? We have to understand this. In the beginning, God. These four words launched the first of 66 books of the best-selling book of all time, the Holy Bible. 
What better way to begin than right there? Especially since we live in a country where 96% of the citizens say they believe in God. Okay, this is important. This is really important to wrap your minds around. Okay, the, 90, the 96% of citizens say they believe in God. When astronaut Buzz Aldrin stood on the surface of the moon decades ago, he gasped at the galaxy and let, and let loose these familiar words into the expanse of the universe. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of His hands. Psalms 19.1 Psalms 19, He was acknowledging God's existence and His role as a creator, just as our founding fathers did in the beginning of the Declaration of Independence. That's very important for you and I to understand. So again, we, here we have an astronaut. He stands on top of the moon, on the, on the surface of the moon. He looks out and sees the galaxy and sees the creator creation of the creator he acknowledges that there is god he acknowledges that there is a creator there is a designer okay uh, to this uh, magnificent design okay that is that is the foundation of the biblical world view let's look at what is the opposite of a biblical worldview it's what we call secular okay the secular worldview to be a religion without god or to be uh, without religion, reject all forms of religion. That's secular. In other words, you can't do any of that here. None of your praying, none of your none none of all those things here. Okay, you can't do that. That's secular. Okay, in the secular world, there's no religion, any forms at all. Secular progressivism is the rejection of the existence of God. So they not only say. You know, you're, you're, you cannot do your religious things here. They said that there's no God at all to do any of your practices. You are foolish. You are foolish for, for even proclaiming um, God or even suggesting that there is a God. The new atheism, okay, their mission is to remove Judeo-Christian heritage from our nation. We see this going on everywhere in our government. This is why it's important for you to vote uh, righteous people into positions all the way down the ticket. Our governor, our governor says you can't worship God because of an inferior disease, an inferior enemy to the gospel, which is sickness. As if God didn't heal sickness. There's no power in God to do these things. Okay. They make us deny the divine healing power of God to turn our backs on the on on the uh, power of faith in God, the power of God to heal. They they diminish all those things. Why? Because their mission is to remove Judeo-Christian values from our nation. Okay, they want to say that we were not founded on Judeo-Christian values. The 1619 project that is pushed out by the ignorant um, uh, the ignorant uh, <laughs> New York Times that, that says that our founding was on racism and it was wrong and that's garbage. That's, that's rewriting history. That's putting things in there that do not belong there. And again, they're teaching this. Why? To push out the Judeo-Christian values that our nation was started wrong. It was not started. It was started right. Articulate advocates of the new atheism. Okay? Our guys from uh, Oxford evolutionary scholar Richard Dawkins. Now get familiar with that name. The author of the New York Times bestseller, The God, the God Delusion, and the late freelance thinker Christopher Hitchens. <laughs> if you follow, if you follow uh, Ravi Zacharias, he speaks and has debated these two atheists or these two reprobates. He says this. 
okay, and Christopher Hitchens, as well as Sam Harris. There's another name to lock into because these are the major books going throughout all the universities. So when you send your kids to college, and it's a liberal college, and you know what? Uh, they're all pretty much liberal, okay? They all have this progressive idea that, that, um, that there is no God, and you have to remove him. It's, it's atheism. Atheism. I have an atheist in my family. You know, we come from a long line of preachers. We are miracles upon miracles, but yet we have we have a some atheists in our family. Uh, one at least, and I had a discussion. They have no real arguments except that they they're angry. They're angry. You know, atheists are very angry. <laughs> Trust me, they're angry. Hey, this is what Dawkins states, that the religious instruction is a form of child abuse, and when asked about the origin of life, suggests that maybe aliens from outer space arrive to get the ball rolling. Imagine, extraterrestrials may have actually sparked life on our planet as we know it. These are, again, these are to remove. It ha they have to go bizarre, okay? Again, when you start becoming an atheist and you have to explain creation, you get really bizarre. It takes more faith to believe in that garbage than it does to, to believe that in the beginning God said, okay? Richard Dawkins stated in Time Magazine his views on good and evil. Listen, good and evil, I don't believe there, there is hanging out there anywhere, anywhere something called good and something called evil. In other words, he has he he doesn't believe these concepts. He doesn't believe you know the tree of good and evil. He doesn't believe those concepts that are in the Bible. Understand that, okay? Understand that we dismiss the notion of God. We also need to dismiss truth. You get that? If you dismiss God, then you can dismiss truth. This is where there's all this objective truth. You had Oprah Winfrey come out uh, in one of her speeches to, to all the other Hollywood elitists in, in I believe, whatever their, their, uh, their little program they had on that nobody watched. That she says, uh, the me, with the Me Too movement, that, that you go ahead and tell your truth. You no, know, you have an opinion. There's only one truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, no man comes to the Father but by him. He is the truth. Okay, period. They don't like to hear that. Okay, so they have to dismiss God. They have to dismiss truth. And you know, and just to just to let you know, um, you know, you know, Oprah is is a is you know is a is a frequent frequent visitor and great friends with T.D. Jakes. And who's influencing who? Why would she even speak like that? Why isn't this confronted? Okay. Again, if you if you uh, Google or view YouTube T.D. Jakes and and hit him on the core uh, Judeo Christian values, same sex marriage, uh, homosexuality, okay, uh, our, our our nation under God. Google those things. YouTube those things. You'll be shocked. You'll never listen to him again. Why? Because his value systems are wrong. Okay. Dismiss God. Okay. Water down God. Bring God down to a level to where everybody likes him. If everybody likes God, then I guess we're good. We're good. Then then we can preach that gospel. Okay. That that is that is not what we've got going on in a biblical worldview. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about a Christian worldview. I'm talking about a biblical worldview where you look at the Bible and you discuss, you interpret what the Bible tells you. Okay. And so when I look at when I look at these great things of dismissing truths, we, we have to we have to uh, start saying, okay, if they're going to dismiss truth, what is the alternative? Okay. 
What do they replace it with? They replace it with this thing called relative and subjectivism. Okay, relativism and subjectivism. That everything, everything is relative. That you can make up your own truths. It's subjective. You can believe whatever you want to believe. There's no more truth. And if there's no truth, then there is no basis for morality. In other words, you can do whatever you want. If you look at the pedophilia that's going on in our nation, what's going, the laws that are being passed here in California, where there's a 10-year difference that a that a 14 year old kid has the has can be sodomized this is important that he could be sodomized as long as he consented 14 years old that's pedophilia but they put laws around this okay what to protect the pedophilia uh, the the movie cuties look at the the uh, netflix it's 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 right now being sued for its perversion and its uh, pedophilia of young children what why because they want to get rid of all truth okay all truth because truth is the basis for morality if you get rid of truth you get rid of God you get rid of truth you get rid of the idea that um, that there are things you can and cannot do good and evil get moved off the table something completely contrary to the Bible and our founding fathers who clearly communicated that our rights and our laws were based on the nature of God they're based on the nature of God God's goodness God's justice God's mercy God's grace all those things comedian George Carlin I don't know if you guys remember him but he was a he was a huge atheist he died he died a few years ago at the age of 71 he boasted that he was going to live until he was 90 stated his atheistic philosophy like this for those of you who who look at the bible for a moral lesson and liter and literary qualities i might suggest a couple of other stories to you you might want to look at the three little pigs that's a good one I've often drawn a great deal of moral comfort from that. Humpty Dumpty, the part I like best is all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. <laughs> That's because there is no Humpty Dumpty and there is no God. None. Not one. No God. Never was. That is your comedian, George Carlin. That's what he said. Okay, That's the atheistic thing. They want to turn the Bible and they want to Turn the the the, um, the biblical truths into fairy tales that there is no God that gave those laws. There is no God that created everything. There's no creator. There's no there's no uh, divine designer to anything. This is the biblical view. You better believe as a Christian that God has something to say about everything. Let's look in the 1960s. Something labeled the Quiet Revolution. This happened in Quebec, Canada. Okay, this swept in a relatively short period. The people abandoned their Judeo-Christian values and embraced their new morality. Today, these are the facts. All of the Canadian provinces, Quebec has the lowest marriage and birth rate and the highest abortion, divorce, and suicide rates. And the churches are overwhelmingly barren. Okay, the churches are empty, in which at one time was a strong Catholic center. And its sister city, Montreal, has become a notorious haven for, for pedophiles, according to Canada's leading news magazines. So here you have this revolution where they begin to move away from biblical truth. They went away from the Western Christian values okay, that are expressed in the West, okay, the West, that uh, all of a sudden... You have this abortion rate, suicide rates, uh, you know, um, marriage, lows marriage. You have all these things happening in biblical proportions because they went away from the Bible. 
Okay, sounds a lot like Europe today. And its sister Montreal has become a notorious for pedophiles, according to to the Canadian leading news magazines. Now, there is a lot coming out. There's a lot coming out of pedophilia all over the world, okay? Um, our, this administration, uh, the Trump administration, has gone after it, has exposed it. It's now in the media news sites, okay? Again, when I get to the media, okay, we're going to, we're going to show you what godly media looks like and what ungodly media looks like, okay? What is real news, okay? That term fake news, is a real term okay it's kind of like fake preaching and fake grace causes you to prep um to to go astray in 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 how you believe and how you think well same thing with the fake news this pedophilia is huge there's some things coming out there's other research out there that um that doesn't hit the main street okay why because the main street media doesn't want you to know about these um these things the pedophilia rings and things in those natures a godless, a godless America with our tolerance. Again, I told you what tolerance meant. Okay, now tolerance historically meant okay, um, respect for another's beliefs. Today, it evolved to mean respect others' behaviors. See, that was one thing that 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 has always got me. Okay, they want you to respect others' behaviors. Okay, uh, no, no, we, you want to believe that way, believe that way, but don't put your don't put your uh, your beliefs. And you know, and your behaviors at the same level. Okay, don't if you behave crazy, you know, uh, that's a different thing. You can't say those things, you can't behave that way in public, you can't do that to children, you can't do that to marriage, you can't do those things. Okay, they want you to tolerate that. Oh, you're just a lovely, you're just not a, you're just, you're just an intolerant Christian. See, you're hateful, you're bigger, you don't love humanity. You don't now, we love the Bible, we're gonna do what the Bible says. Okay. In other words, there is no absolute standard of morality. Okay, it's a 17, Judges 17, 6 mentality. Every man does what's right in his own eyes. Where can this lead? Okay, if every man does what's right in his own eyes, it leads to abortion on demand, euthanasia, mercy killings, or death, um, death with uh, dignity. Okay, forms of infanticide. We see this infanticide. This abortion has gone all the way through. Biden and Biden and um, Kamala Harris are, are both infanticide um, uh, uh, propagandists. They put that. That's part of their platform to kill late-term abortion. That is absolutely ridiculous. And they tell you to believe the science. They don't believe the science. That's ridiculous. But again, this is a biblical worldview. They when you don't have Bible truths, everybody does what's in it's right in their own eyes. Then this is what you get: you get uh, you get abortion on demand, euthanasia, um, all forms of infanticide. You get same-sex marriage. You know, thank you, duh, um, President Obama. You get recreational drugs. Hundreds of coffee shops selling um, hashish with different coffees. Sex shows and open, explicit pornography right out of, right out of the streets. Um, open prostitution, okay, 27,000 registered ladies uh, sit in sidewalks displayed in windows, you get explicit homosexuality, bisexual, transvestite activity, you get public nudity, sex change operations, or gender reassignment surgeries subsidized by tax dollars, the age of consent for sexuality activity down to 12 years old, you get burnout, What's burnout? out? Paid leave of absence? You know, when you get tired and you don't want to do your job, you just, you just, I'm burnt out, okay? Um, from work extended periods, 
which is rampant and, and financed by tax dollars. Most can draw their full salary during the time and can renew in five cycles. This is, this is unbiblical. This is what happens when you remove law out of, out of our society, or, and especially biblical worldview. There's an organization called the American Civil Liberties Union. I know it sounds real good. It sounds real good. American Civil Liberties Union, where we liberate, make sure everybody's free. Now, let's, let's take a good look at them. Because this is, again, these, these, this organization is completely against a biblical worldview. Okay? Undergirding the secularist and atheist in their goal of a godless America is the ACLU. Founded in 1920 by Roger Baldwin and Crystal Eastman, who had strong communist involvement, the ACLU worked relentlessly towards its goals of dismantling and reshaping America into a godless image. The march in lockstep, they march in lockstep using legal intimidation, misinformation to declare that Christianity and Judaism and any religion, any religious influence must go. Consider a handful of causes that they champion. This is your ACL, a ACLU. Okay, this is the American Civil Liberties Union. It sounds good, but they are the total opposite. Watch this. Okay, Re removing moments of silence in pregame voluntary prayer and grad and, and graduation invocations. Okay, L listen to what they're against. This is what they stop. Stopping any religious symbolism in public property, defending distribution of child pornography, and removing laws to protect children from registered sex offenders, defending distribution of child pornography, and they want to remove all the laws to protect children. Amazing, huh? Promoting acceptance and acceptance of education about homosexual behavior in schools while opposing any descent of Darwinism, evolutionary theory, or free debate regarding the intelligent design of creationism, overturning the bedrock institution of male-female marriage to radically redefine marriage and family, uh, and family along with same-sex lines. Okay? This is crazy, but this is our, this is our American, uh, the Civil Liberty Union, okay? the America Civil absolutely ridiculous allowing wiccan witches okay witches to open town meetings with their mystical humanistic prayers while blocking attempts christians and jews okay forcing boy scouts and girl scouts to accept gays and lesbians as scout leaders i know <laughs> i hope you guys are doing good out there but again this is a, this is what happens when you don't have a god you don't have god at the center of your policies Righteous people in charge. People that understand one nation under God. He gets removed. This is what happens. Okay? People need to realize the nature of this organization that works aggressively to marginalize biblical values, undermines parental authority, removes protection for children from uh, predators and pornographers, and undercuts the sanctity of human life from its conception and natural death. That's important. Okay? You must understand the secularists are working for two primary goals. Number one, to, con to convey the idea that our founding fathers intended America to be free from religion. Okay, this is okay. separated by the wall between church and state so that any religious influence in government and schools must be silenced. That's the first goal. Okay, that's what they want to confuse. Number two, to convey the idea that the origins of our country came not from Judeo-Christian adherents, but rather a mishmash of agnostic deists 
atheist and greedy opportunists who came here for material gain and to displace the American narrative. Man, we see that big time in the 1619 Project. Here's, here's the deal. Both of these positions are absolutely false. They are myths. Don't be deceived. First, our Constitution designates, designed to give us freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. That's why the early settlers fled religious persecution in England to come here in the first place. They wanted no state church, unlike what they had in England. Number two. Second, the second phrase, wall of separation between church and state is nowhere to be found in the Constitution. It comes from a letter by Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptists in 1802, assuring them at assuring them of the First Amendment wall, preventing government from interfering with religious or denying people the right to freely exercise their religion. Third, let it be known to those striving to reconstruct an America separate from our authentic Judeo-Christian heritage, it's time to reaffirm our origins and honor the faith of our forebearers. It was Aristotle who said, if you would understand anything, Observe its beginning and its development. Observe its beginning and its development. We are the greatest nation in the face of the earth. Observe where we started and observe how we got here. Don't mess with it. That's Aristotle, the great philosopher's advice. Finally, tolerance does not mean, does not translate into believing that every view is equal, but rather respecting others. This is what's important. See, there are, there are good ideas and there are stupid ideas. There are great ideas and there are greater ideas, meaning nothing is equal. Okay? That's what he's saying. Right to hold different views. Though they may be terribly wrong, say if, if we were to believe in the tooth fairy or the Loch Ness monster, things in those nature. All ideas have equal hearing. Not all have equal footing. Not all ideas are the same. Okay? We must have the courage and, to, and, and uh, compassionately communicate truth based on divine revelation instead of some mamby-pamby, political, correct, off, offend nobody, say nothing to keep the silent and peace approach. We're over it. I love this, this great, this great uh, German theologian by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a great... I recommend his readings, his writings, his books. Uh, but Diedrich says this, a Christian pastor in Germany who was martyred for speaking up, exposing Hitler's lies, that's what Bonhoeffer did, said the following, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. For decades I've challenged people to be bold and courageous if I've quoted the famous maxim. All that is required for the, for, for the triumph of evil is for good men to say nothing. We're living in a day where we have to say something. In an urgent hour, when many atheists and progressives want to reshape America into a godless nation, contrary, contrary to our heritage, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth in order to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart are fully blameless towards him. Second Chronicles 16.9. Another great herald, we have, we have uh, Bonhoeffer, now we have Martin Luther King. He said this, 
Dr. Martin Luther King proclaimed the truth fearlessly. He gave his famous I've been to the mountaintop speech at the historic Mason Temple in Memphis, Tennessee, knowing intuitively, intuitively that his hand for racial equality would cost him his life. The night before he was killed, he told the people, I've seen the promised land. I may not get there, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. The next day he was killed. Dr. King helped secure the historic victories, the, the fight for racial equalities, Civil Rights Act, 1964, banned discrimination in government, employment, housing, the Voting Rights Acts of 1965 followed. The bold servant of God made it possible. When he was 27 years of age and his life was being threatened, he cried out to God in desperation in his own words. Here's what happened. I could hear the quiet assurance of an inner voice. Martin, Martin Luther, stand up for yourself. Stand up for justice. Stand up for the truth. And lo, I will be with you even to the ends of the world. I hear the voice of Jesus saying, still to fight on. Very powerful words. The same presence and the power will be with us as we compassionately and courageously stand for truth in our, con in our generation. The righteous are bold as lions, Proverbs 28.1. As the politicians and pundits, celebrities, musicians, and academics, elites, join forces with the so-called progressive and new atheism to tear down the Judeo-Christian foundations of America, may we speak with courage and clarity in what we, what, what we, we deem to be our finest hour. We are all candidates to hit the mark and help others as we continue learning the issues and the new answers from a biblical world view. Well, again, I pray you enjoyed this long session. I hadn't gotten 45 minutes in a, in, a, in a while, but this was a lot of content. This was a lot of, a lot of information to process, but we must get back to a biblical world view. Again, what is, what is the progressive? What is the liberal? What is the far left? We'll get into all that next week. But we're going into voting season. We need to vote our faith. We need to vote biblically. What does that mean? And yes, I will be taking on some of the bleeding hearts in the church that can't see how God would do this to anybody. It's time to suck it up and realize you fall on the word and be broken or the word will fall on you and you'll be crushed. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Prophetic Whispers. And I pray you enjoy your weekend. Get ready for next weekend as we go down the learning of voting biblically. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.